Hey everybody, before we get started, I do have a small message from one of our fellow podcasters. At last, I have reached the tallest peak in all the world, where the wisest person lives. Finally, I'll get the answers I seek. Welcome, I am the wisest person in the world. Ask me your question. What is my purpose in life? What should I be doing to achieve pure happiness? You must stream Game Master Monday. Come again. Game Master Monday, the bi-weekly podcast that plays a new one-shot in a new system in a new setting with a new cast every episode. Listening to their funny jokes and wild stories is the only path to happiness, my child. Sick. I'm going to go home and binge the whole thing right now. What a nice kid. Oh dear, he fell off the mountain. Now they'll never know how good Game Master Monday is. So, if you get a chance, give them a listen. Thank you very much, and back to our show. Hey everybody, it's Jeff. As we observe Myalgic Encephalomyelitis Awareness Week, it's important to remember the thousands of people who suffer from this debilitating chronic illness. Myalgic Encephalomyelitis, also known as Chronic Fatigue Syndrome, is a complex and poorly understood condition that can cause profound fatigue, pain, and cognitive impairment. Let's work together to raise awareness and support those who are affected by ME slash CFS. If you're so inclined to learn more or to donate, check out solvecfs.org. Thanks for your time. Back to the show. Hey, everybody. Before we get into the show, just a small message from me, Jeff, your GM. Um, There were a bit of audio issues. I believe I fixed most of them, but I do apologize. There's going to be a few probably noticeable little glitches here and there. Anyways. Enjoy the show. Hey everybody, this is Big Campaign Stories. I'm Jeff, your GM. We're here with a fun backstory episode about Cobbler. Our special guest today is a longtime friend of mine, Kyle. Hello. So, to get us started here, Kyle, go ahead and give me your lightsaber check. Alright. Ah, uh, one. Alright. One backed up by a 17, so... Alright, not bad. <laughs> On the desk of a lizard folk that is busy typing away at their phone, in a drawer stuffed with pillows sleeps a cat, dreaming of the time before two nine pets, before all these people, far away from the busy noises of the city, away from the concrete and glass, the tamale cards and repo businesses. We start this story on the Vernon Niles, a massive overgrown forest filled with nightmare spiders, basilisks, dinosaurs, and druidic cults, a place made for all those who want to live with nature. Tucked amongst the branches and vines, there are the golden cats. What is your name? My name is Mauja, son of Bastus, soul keeper of the seventh rank, and guardian of the gates to the underworld. You hang out amongst your, uh, what, what's the name for a group of cats? What is it, a chowder? I don't know. I'd have to look that one up. So a group of cats is called a clutter. It could also be called a clouder. A clouder of cats? Yeah, so as you hang out with your clouder of cats, what are you up to on this fine day? I'd probably be uh, out 
trying to hunt. The favorite snack from the Verdant Isles for the Golden Cats are the Verdian beetles. As you stalk amongst the branches and undergrowth, moving about, you'll see some of the larger dinosaurs moving through the trees, reaching up to grab those high up branches, shaking, shaking them about, which luckily for you does not free some of those bugs. Oh, okay. Some of the larger dinosaurs being, what, human-sized or bigger? Bigger. So we're thinking uh, like Parasilophilus or some of the Hadrosaurs. Okie doke. And they, they, don't, they don't feed on cats. They do not. Nope. You would know Parasilophilus and Hadrosaurus as being the large ones with the uh, large crests. Yeah, as they reach up to grab high up branches, they lean on the tree to, to get their reach. They'll knock forth things, smaller rodents and insects. That doesn't sound like so much like hunting as uh, they're doing it for me, so score. Do you travel as a group, or is this, uh, is this Mauja out and about doing their own thing? I guess I'm out and about. So yeah, as you wander about the Verniles, as you pass close to shore, you can see the large horse-sized kind of crabs that scuttle out to grab at small crocodiles that bask in the sun uh, to pull them into the ocean so that way they can eat them. No, I'm picturing, so there's, there's crabs, and they're pulling stuff into the waters to eat. Small crocodiles and, like, monitor lizards, things like that, that can be grabbed and then they scuttle into the ocean with. Okay. I guess I'll stick to my beetles if those are a particular delicacy. Yeah, but if you want to go hunting, what's the hunt for Maojai? Oh, okay. Yeah, the hunt would be just picking up the trail of anything looks like smaller than me that is a not too difficult a snack. I can use my luck powers on it. Yeah, absolutely. So a small gold and red flecked gecko crawls amongst the tree. Go ahead and give me a stealth check. All right. Stealthing. Uh, 20. The gecko looks around a bit, and it does seem to see you for the moment. Mm. I hold still. There's that tense predator-prey moment, right? Where mm-hmm. you're staying still, it's staying still, trying to predict where it needs to go. Oh, okay. Are these things fast? They're fast. About You've caught them before, but they can get away. Okay. Well, shoot, I guess I'm just going to go for it then. Jigs up, he sees me. I don't want to give him lots of time to think. Perfect. Let's uh, go ahead and roll opposed initiatives. Okay. Looking for where my initiative bonus is. If... Looks like it's a plus two. So, yeah, 11. So the gecko gets a four, and so you are able to react first. Sweet. Go ahead and give me either your bite or claw. Yeah, we'll open up with a, a claw attack. It's going to be a 24. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, with the 24, 100%, you will strike the side of it, knocking it unconscious. Mm-hmm. Cool. How, how big is this thing uh, compared to myself? Wouldn't say bite size. I guess I'd probably say, what, standard crunchy taco to a human? All right. If I got him in one hit, I'll uh, take my kill, go find a spot to uh, enjoy my breakfast. Yeah, you have a few different spots around here. If you're going up in trees or climbing on rocks, there's the various druidic cults in the area if you want to watch while you eat. Yeah. Sounds good. Go get some entertainment with my meal. Sitting upon one of the overturned trees that look over the ocean, you can see a group of the, you'd probably call them the more bitey of the druidic cults, <laughs> with their strange scales upon their skin and their bifurcated eyes, as they are wading into the ocean to grab at fish uh, and gnaw at them with uh, sharpened needle-like teeth. Cool. Yeah, just uh, continue to watch those guys as, as eat my breakfast. As you eat your breakfast, you'll be approached by another golden cat, though this one does have a few white spots to it. You know this one is Partheon, the opener of the parting thought. Or what's my relation to Partheon? Uh, that's up to you. Oh, he's my bud then? I, I don't imagine the cats to be rivals. Yeah, so Partheon will 
approach before uh, calling out. Good morning, Mauja. Yeah, uh, morning, Parthian. I guess I offer him to share in my breakfast if he hasn't caught anything yet. Yeah, he'll bounce up onto the tree with you. We'll uh, we'll take the last half of the tail part of the gecko from you. And what have you found today? Uh, just watching these uh, druids doing their thing. Um, managed to catch a was it red spotted lizard? They'll lay down and bask in the morning sun a little bit next to you as they. Ah, yes, these are the druids that the other ones do not like. The strange ones. So there's um, different tribes of druids in the forest? There are three main tribes. Okay. Uh, there's the ones that you know is kind of the, the bitey ones or the the ones that are ostracized. Ostrich-sized. <laughs> there's the group that they wear kind of like white paint on them that marks them as defenders of the uh, Verniles. Okay. And then there's the other group that Jojo has warned you of, the Druids of Entropy. Druids of Entropy. And what's the warning about those guys? The, the Druids of Entropy worship the more violent side of nature. Oh, okay. Violence and cruelty for a natural sake. They warn any cats from staying away from there. Yeah. I don't imagine any cats getting too close meet with a very pleasant fate. And so the bitey ones are the more neutral. More neutral, but they don't seem to interact too much with other people or druids or they're known to have a corrupting influence on those around it. So you can tell where the bitey druids have been. I guess um, we could watch on um, and see if those bitey druids are meeting with any luck with what they're hunting. I, I guess I'd be curious as to see what, what they're pulling out of these waters and how it compares to uh, my own hunt. Yeah, as they wade into the ocean, you see them standing about waist high, their sharpened teeth clacking a bit in the bright sun. As I mentioned, their bifurcated eyes seem to be extremely dilated. It does not seem like they enjoy the bright light, but they do have to still feed. About a half an hour or so of watching them, uh, they don't seem to have a lot of luck. Oh. Like Parthion, as, as kind of mentioned, as you felt before, natural creatures generally seem to uh, stay away from them. Okay. Is that, uh, I mean, is that something I would be able to change for them? If you wanted, yeah. Yeah, I guess not only would it be like um, more entertaining to watch something actually happen with their hunt, but also, you know, I might be able to sneak sneak a bite or something if, it, if whatever they are finding looks good. Alrighty. As you alter reality in the area around you, you'd look over and notice one of the crabs that thought they had caught their crocodile will drop it. Parthion <laughs> will choke for a moment on the piece of gecko bone that's stuck in his throat. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Parthion. <laughs> you, you understand. He'll give you the side eye of, hmm. <laughs> You're messing with the fabric of reality again. Yeah, Soul Keeper, be wary of what you do. <laughs> I'm bored. <laughs> but you watch as the bitey druid uh, reaches down, pulling up a large pike, one of those three foot long fishes, uh, as it reaches up into the sky, holding it above its head before taking a bite out of the middle of it. Oh, nice. Fish. Oh, yeah, now I gotta contrive of a way to get some of that fish to, to my belly. The druid will begin walking up onto shore as some of the other ones look at it. They yell at each other in their language for a bit. Something you've never bothered to really pick up or learn. Yeah. It's all gibberish and kind of competitive for no reason. But a couple of the druids will get into an argument. Yeah, if that's a thing that I can affect is the luck and how successful uh, hunters would be, I, I guess. I'd hop down and, and, and see if any of them might recognize that their success in hunting was in part due to my intervention and, and see if I might get a snack. Yeah, I mean, you do have uh, your cold cat. You do have telepathy. So if you do want to go up and directly speak to them, you can. <laughs> but if you just want to walk out in the sun and be like, I am cat, 
I guess I would reserve uh, telepathy. Like that, that'd be like a, a last ditch thing. Perfect. Then give me this as you walk out. Go and give me a charisma check. Oh, okay. Oh man, my chai is straight up. I, I mean, I see what the stat is. That's gonna be a one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oops. Wait a minute. This feels like a, another time where I should alter luck <laughs> to mess with the fabric of reality. As you walk out there and make your presence known, you see that the three druids that are fighting over the fish, one of them will stop as they kind of look at you with hungry eyes. Oh, shit. But if you want to alter reality, go for it. Yeah, I think I'll, um, I would like him not to. That wasn't the, that wasn't the goal. So within my alter reality, is that just a re-roll? Correct. All right. We got a 13 this time. So as the one with the hungry eye stares at you for a moment, the other one that did catch the fish will backhand them across the face before trying to explain something to them. Nice. The other two druids will look at each other, frustrated and angry, as each one will take a bite from the fish, but then they'll set the rest of it down in front of you. Ah, uh, score. All right. Um, is this what Partheon looking on? Yeah, Partheon is sitting up up on the tree. It looks like he scooted back a little bit to get outside of your alter reality area. <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, ah, I'm not going to use it again. And if anything, like, uh, I feel bad that he was choking on that bone. So. <laughs> Partheon would project out to you as they lay the fish in front of you. Be careful. Even with our powers as such, they are dangerous. Oh, Partheon tells me that about the, the, the bites. Yeah. Once they lay the fish at your feet, they will begin moving away further down the shoreline. All right. Well, it looks like it, you know, worked out here. Enjoy the fish. Partheon will jump down from the tree and join you as you enjoy the sunlight of an early morning on a tropical beach outside of a large forest. Uh, the pike is more than enough food for both of you to eat your fill. There's still some left over. As you can see, kind of hungry gulls are standing back, waiting their turn. Okay. I've had my fill of lizard and fish. <laughs> I guess it's, you know, what's what's next on the cat agenda? It might be a nap time. <laughs> or see if uh, Partheon's got any plans. Partheon and Adraval, first of her name, the site of the beyond, uh, has called a meeting for later, but that is only after the sun has passed midpoint. Okay. For now, let us rest. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a solid cat morning. Yeah, so you guys will wander through a bit, finding a good spot where one of you can relax, laying in one direction, the other one faces the other way, so you guys can both keep watch. Oh, yep, yep. Are we, in a, I guess, in a tree, or? Yeah, I mean, you guys can climb up if you want, or if you want to find a rock, whatever works best for you. High places and warm places are, are like cat favorites but then i'm thinking like what are my predators yeah the most common predator for you out here is the velociraptor oh okay they're quick and quiet and they are much like you hunt the gecko uh, they can hunt you okay do they get up in them trees they can when they're in full pursuit but otherwise no they don't usually go up to eat yeah so then if that's if that's my main predator then i'm thinking finding a spot to sleep would be best done up at heights Excellent. You will find yourselves far up and above amongst the trees where you can see these small dream spiders, slightly translucent white spiders that run their large interconnected webs. You know, in a couple of years' time, these ones will eventually turn black and triple in size as they begin their apothesis towards turning into nightmare spiders, which live far in the deep parts. Oh, so they do they take on a, a physical change when they become nightmare spiders? They do, yeah. Becoming larger, more intelligent. <laughs> terrifying creatures terrifying monsters the nightmare spiders get large enough that they turn to hunting local dinosaurs far outgrowing the need to hunt the golden cat 
Oh, okay. But the, the dream spiders also would, do they hunt cats? No, the dream spiders are fairly small. All right. <laughs> they're too small to hunt me or they're too big. Yep. Cool. And kind of in a, in a catnip fashion, you do know that you can get high off eating their webs if you want. Oh, well, hell yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> is that gonna is that gonna give me any uh stat changes or bonuses penalties to anything awareness silk is a common drug in the main campaign dream silk is harvested from young nightmare spiders it seems to grant a perfect night's sleep oh, okay while asleep though it does let people communicate with other people so while dreaming you can scry and talk to other people who are dreaming okay that's super cool but while you are on it, if you're staying awake, you can see invisible creatures. Ooh, okay. I mean, that sounds like a fun thing to do, just to be looking around and, and then, you know, with the intent of falling asleep. But man, if I see something that's invisible and I know that I can only see it because it's the dream silk, then that would pique my curiosity. Yeah, while being high on dream silk, though, you do suffer a penalty to wisdom as it becomes a little harder to kind of tell your surroundings from what's real and what's not. Okay. What's the, what's the wisdom penalty? Uh, minus two. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm in. Partheon will, if you're going to stumble upon the path left in between, I will keep watch. <laughs> I, yeah, much appreciated, Partheon. I believe I will stumble on the path in between. Yeah, it's definitely fun eating from the dream silk with the ability to see invisible things. You can see the flow of magic, the ley lines that come in and out of the Verd Isles, out across the sky, beyond, to places that you have yet to see yourself. While using this, at least, you can... They say you can talk to other people who are also dreaming, who are also, so it's kind of weird. There's kind of like that, uh, not quite, like almost Cerebro moment, right? Yeah, you're, everyone else who's, who's high as balls off of this stuff is, is interconnected. Yeah, so In like. In some dream web, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, you can see other cats that are enjoying this, but occasionally you'll run to like, you know, people that are using it in the city or like that group of rats that happen to eat somebody's leftover supply. And so. You get kind of this weird moment where, since it's a dream, everybody can communicate. Yeah, that sounds wild. Like, this is this has got to be some really valuable stuff. I don't know why everyone wouldn't always want to be on this stuff. As you wander through the dreamscape, what do you, I mean, you can follow ley lines. You can kind of do a little bit of exploring, whatever whatever you kind of want to do. Uh, and this is this is before having fallen asleep, or? As you fall asleep, like, you're seeing the ley lines, all that. You can see the invisible things. But then once you finally go to bed, you enter into that dream realm. Okay, yeah. It's just walking the path then, seeing whatever is the shiniest or most uh, curious thing to look any deeper into. If uh, if there's lots of different voices and, and it would be whatever, anything that's jumping out as more strange than anything else. Yeah, as you wander through the dream realm, passing by people, illicans, voids, passing across the occasional random animal that just happens to have eaten some dream silk. Uh-huh. <laughs> The largest and shiniest, the strangest thing you find here is somebody asleep in the dream realm. Okay. A massive creature spanning 80, maybe 100 feet long. Though it has no wings, it does look like it is floating in place, where its head does not quite connect to the rest of its body, as rings never quite hitting the neck or the head, uh, but existing in the space in between it. So, I mean, is this something that is exists in the real world, or has consumed the web, or is this something that exists here sleeping in the dream realm like that hasn't taken that i've never seen in the real world and that you know likely hasn't taken in any of the dream silk <laughs> i would say roll cat knowledge but there's not really that right uh so this is something you have never seen before 
And its head is disembodied, right? You said correct. Its head is disembodied from the rest. And and it's definitely not connected invisibly because I would be able to tell because I'm I is balls off of the silk. Correct. All right. And it's sleeping, huh? It does appear to be sleeping. I mean, does it look like a a predator? Like it, it's it's got a lot of disconnected parts, but do any of those parts have like you know sharp pointy appendages on them? Though it does have two clawed hands towards the front of its body that runs in a long snake-like fashion. Um, mm. Its head appearing somewhere between dinosaur and crocodile. Okay. Well, you know, I know I'm dreaming, right? Yeah. So I would think it would be safe enough to take a closer look. Yeah, the large nostrils pull at your fur as you get closer to it. Uh, but it will breathe out pretty heavily for a second before it opens up one. You'd say it's almost rainbow-colored, but it's almost like there's too many eyes in its eye. Um, not, <laughs> not, not, not like a compound sense, like a fly, but like, like when you get a double yolk from an egg, I imagine there's like seven or eight of those and they're all different irises that all kind of look in your direction for a moment. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess I will freeze and stare back into its many eyeballed eye. Keep staring at you in that way of, why did you bother me? Oh, okay. Um, imagine kind of like when you lucid dream, right? Like when you become aware that you're in a dream. Yeah. And so the oddity is things that you can't control in the dream. So the creature stares at you for a moment, as you'll see uh, the surrounding terrain change from a forest, like where you're at, to the inside of a very dark cave with sharpened obsidian stone that seems to reflect back in a dark blue that seems to extend further than the stone should. But you do not change uh, as the creature, you see its eyebrows scrunch as it gets curious. Yeah. Um, I mean, if I, if it hasn't spoken telepathically with me or anything, I, I'm just, that's, that's all an expression in its face that I'm reading is it is curious. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I, I, yeah, I'd be like part of my intrusion. I was merely curious. It's a cat thing. Uh, never seen one of you before. And, uh, thought I'd take a closer look. Uh, I guess I would I'd use telepathy to communicate that much in the dream realm. Like you can just speak out loud and. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I could just be a talking cat. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's Dreamland. Yeah. Uh, but the large creature kind of, I've never seen one of you. Oh, uh, I am uh, Mauja, a golden cat of the Verdant Isles. Yeah, as its many eyes kind of focus on you. Mauja, as its mouth kind of tries to make the noise, which you don't think it normally could, but being a dream world, you're fine. Yeah, he's got it. Uh, the, the body will stay in a resting position. The rings will... Continue spinning, the head will lift up just a bit. The gator head. The disembodied gator head. <laughs> I am Macdarastrix. Macdarastrix. World Dragon of Havoc. World Dragon of what? Of Havoc. Havoc. As in H-A-V-O-C? Correct. Oh, shit. Uh, awesome. Macdarastrix. World Dragon of Havoc. Uh, it's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Are you, are you here on uh, a spider silk trip as well? Or is this your natural home? <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to imagine like coming up to a dragon being like, You tripping? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the dragon stares back at you for a moment and No, I have not in- ingested the silk. Oh, okay. I am simply waiting to wake up. Well, how long have you been sleeping? We took our rest before the world tree collapsed. When you say we, is that one of those things where you really mean you? Or do you mean you have uh, other world dragon friends who all took a nap when the World tree collapsed? Correct. Mauja, golden cat of the Vernials. I am one of four world dragons. 
all of us resting, but I am the only one that dreams. He's uh, one of four world dragons, and he's the only one who dreams? Yep. Okay. And you've been, and you've been asleep ever since the world tree uh, collapsed? That is correct. Do you know if your other friends who aren't dreaming, I, I suppose that means that they aren't asleep? Or does that simply mean they do not dream? You'll see that strange reptilian face kind of shift, and I've never asked. Oh, well, I guess, uh, should I meet any of them one day? Is there any message you want me to pass along? Hmm, yes. Oh? If you see my sister, visit Darastrix. Tell her I would like her to visit. Visit Darastrix? Okay, you got it. As you're speaking with Mech Darastrix, the world will shake just a little bit before you hear the kind of booming voice going over the top of the world you're in. Parthion's voice echoes across. Oh, okay. Um, pleasant meeting you, Mechdarstrix. Um, I'm being beckoned away. Yeah, the dragon looks at you for a bit and then closes its eyes and its head floats down back into a resting position. Cool. But yeah, as you snap to, you're back up on the branch uh, with Parthion. You can see the large hadrosaur chewing at the branch nearby, shaking the tree. Oh. As Parthion would, the giant creatures disturb our slumber. <laughs> Oh, well, oh man, I guess uh, I thank him again for, for keeping watch and letting me go on my crazy trip. Yeah, well, I used to enjoy the silk as well, but... Too old for it, okay. Parthion, opener of parting thought, is an older cat. Are we leaving the tree now, or making for... Parthion will bounce down uh, from branch to branch as it'll... It is approaching the time for us to speak with Adraval. Okay, I will, um, yeah, follow, follow Parthion. Yeah, as you guys move through the woods... Go ahead and give me your perception. Uh, you do have a small penalty to it, the minus one from the silk. Yep. And so my, I'm looking at what it normally is. Plus six. So in this case, it's a plus five. So nine. All right. So as you and Parthion are walking, Parthion will stop. The tail will straighten up for a moment. It's begins looking around panically. So do you hear that? There's something close. No, I hear nothing. Yeah, he would look around. Be wary. I think something is after us. Oh, uh, okay. Um, if it is our, if it's the usual thing that hunts us, the velociraptor, <laughs> I mean, do I know it to be folly to bolt immediately if we think we're being hunted by one of those things? Much like the gecko, it depends on how you think you can make the run. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of that, like, if you can make the run, then boom, you can start climbing a tree. Great. And you can move amongst trees way easier than they can. But if they, if you can't get to a tree in time. How is, uh, how is Parthion for, um, being able to... Bend realities with the luck power. Uh, same as you. Same as me. All right. Is this uh, is it a case where we know since it since drawing on luck kind of negatively affects luck that if we if we're like if we're with a friend then we're running from a predator it seems like it'd be a dangerous thing to do. Yeah, there's a little bit of that paradox of a group of golden cats who generally don't use their luck a lot because it does mess up other cats, right? Yeah. In a more natural sense, though, it's not. Uh, unusual for a cat to pick that selfish option to leave a friend behind by altering luck, or for both of you to alter luck towards at least the the predator. But that does put, of course, both of you at a disadvantage on your own rules. Okay. I'm in the moment of trying to perceive where the raptor is, and or where, where the hunter is, and what direction I would need to go to be not where he is. Yeah, so, as you are both looking around, uh, you can hear the clack and chitter of the Velociraptor moving in the bushes outside of your vision is stalking around you. Okay, and it, and it seems to be just uh, one of them? And this one, it seems to be just one of them. Okay, nothing about the other two. I don't even know are there because I'm pretty sure, fight or flight, I, I, if it's a hunter of cats, I, 
you know, I'm going to go with Floyd, I guess, indicate, see it, check if Parthion's kind of on the same page as me, as, as where he thinks the Predator is, and um, and let him know I'm intending to bolt in the safest pairing direction. Okay, so let's go and roll initiatives for you, Parthion, the Raptor. Once initiatives are rolled, then we'll kind of go from there. Is that a wisdom-based? Um, it is uh, dexterity-based. Oh, I got a five. So yes, uh, the Velociraptor will bolt towards Parthion. Okay, god damn it. Yeah, as it comes sprinting over branches and through leaves, dashing over mud, it will attempt to attack him. I mean, is there any history of golden cats taking down a, a raptor? It's extremely rare. But, but, we, but we have heard of it. You have heard of it. I just gotta look at what my HP is, actually. 11 hit points, okay. It bit him? It did not. Its jaws snap as Parthion skirts to the side, uh, dodging out of the way. Nice. And it doesn't seem to have um, messed with the luck? No, no, Parthion has not. Okay. But he, he is on one side of it, the small raptor's feathers kind of up in a, up in a hackle as it is uh, turning itself towards him, its large tail brushing past you as you're a little bit further away. Okay. Parthion sees that he is unfortunately not going to be able to get out of here without being attacked, and so we'll send you the telepathic message of, uh, run, and I will use my powers to alter reality against it. Okay. Unless you want to try to fight it. I will say, yeah, I'm going to flag it. Dang it, Parthion, I'm sorry. I'm going to ignore what Parthion said, and I'm going to get in there and uh, make a swipe to try and give him a chance to, to run. Yeah, you're close enough. You can bite and use both claws. Alrighty. So, my bite, 16. 16 will hit. So it's going to be one hit point of damage. Okay. And my two claws. So, okay, I rolled a one. So, an eight. Is there a... Am I doing a follow-up roll? Rolling one will just be a full miss. Okay. Followed by a 15. Perfect. 15 is their armor class. Going to also do another one point of damage. And then my bite has the potential of being two. Two. Okay. All right. Uh, then with that, yes, Parthion will also join in the attack uh, as both of you spring onto the Velociraptor. Yeah! Biting and gnawing at it. A flurry of teeth and claws of golden fur are all over as the dinosaur thrashes about trying to reach at you with its claws. Will okay. take a bite back towards you, rolling a natural one. Sweet! Just slash at Parthion as it misses with its first set of claws. And rolling a 19, where it will catch Parthion. Uh. Telepathically, I'd, I'd offer Artheon the same opportunity to run if he's got to. I'll use luck powers to, to try and also get away once he's out of range. Okay. If you want to provoke an attack from the raptor this coming turn to give Artheon that escape route, yeah. Artheon will, will confirm with you, no. are you positive, Maja? <laughs> yes, it's, it's my turn. My turn to take watch. Very well. They will jump to run away, but it will take the bite at you as you kind of provoke from it, right? Mm -hmm. And I got a 15. Oh, that is my AC, exactly. It will bite into you for two damage. Ah, okay. But that does give the chance for Parthion to bolt 40 feet and jump up onto a nearby tree and start climbing up. Nice. This, what's that? And my range is 40 feet. Okay, yeah, yeah. But the raptor turns its full attention on you. All right. My next move is, is a different direction than Parthion. Same deal. I got to look for a spot to get high. Uh, I mean, climb I. If there happens to be web up there, I, you know, I would, I would not do it right now. <laughs> Go ahead and give me your acrobatics. So it's plus two, but then it says plus ten balancing or jumping. Is this any of those specifically? Uh, it is not, not yet. I got a thirteen. Not quite high enough, as the raptor is quick enough to kind of keep up with you. 
as you bolt for the tree and start to climb up. Uh, it does chase after, slashing with one of its talons, getting a 13. So it does miss you, Oof. but it has enough speed to kind of start trying to, to move up the tree. Now you would go ahead and give me that acrobatics with that jumping bonus. Uh, if you want to try to spring onto a branch further up or onto another tree. Okay, so plus 10 jumping. So 27. Alrighty. Super lead. Damn. Uh, yeah, with a one, it tries to leap after you as it catches upon the branch. You're able to, like those squirrels, right? Like the branch wobbles all the way down. Uh-huh. But as it jumps after you, the, the branch goes back up as it will plunge back down to the ground, chittering like the bird creature it is as it kisses up at you and Parthion in the trees. Aha! That's a pretty triumphant thing. Keep looking down at it, I guess kind of smug, kind of watching for like, is he going to give up or is he? does he look like, do I look like I have to keep running tree to tree? It definitely is going to stay here for a bit, uh-huh. but once you and Partheon start moving through the trees, it'll give up and go off. Ah, nice. You guys being light enough and with your ability to balance and jump, you guys can move up here, but it's just it's less fun, right? Less things to do. A lot more work. Yeah, but safer and so worth it. I guess I bragged to uh, Parthion. You see that? My epic jump there didn't even use luck powers. They will look back as, as both of you have a few small wounds on you. Yes, that was quite impressive. Well done. We'll have some nice battle scars to show off later. Or I will. I guess I... He, he, did he get hit? He did. He did. He, he caught a talon on that first round. All right. Parthion would... That we will. Jojo will be jealous. <laughs> Does Jojo have, like, notched ears or anything? Yeah. Jojo is in... One of the older cats, uh, the advisor to Adraval. Okay. But let us make haste and return. Yes. And then today's been a good day. Raptors, dragons, fish. <laughs> yeah, Partheon will give you the look as his tail kind of wobbles around curiously. Dragons? Oh, yeah. I met a dragon today. I guess I didn't mention. Uh, interesting um, disembodied head type of fellow by the name of McDarastrix, the world dragon of havoc. He's my friend. I boast. I gotta give a message to his sister. Partheon? Hmm. I don't remember meeting a dragon in my dreams, but I suppose your dreams are different. Well, you, you should have done more more dream web when you were younger. <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll look at you with that, that staring of like, hmm, I think I did the right amount. <laughs> yeah, as you and Partheon bounce across the branches uh, of the trees and across the forest floor, Passing by the larger dinosaurs, the spiders, as you head back towards your clouder, we'd zoom out for a second. You'd see a lizard folk. He'd look down as he sets his phone down and sees little cat in its drawer, paws uh, wiggling and running, as he'll simply wonder, wonder what you dreamed about. Give a belly scratch before going back to his phone. But back in the dream, uh, you and Parthion approach. You can see Adraval sitting in the center. You'd see Jojo as well as Asgara. They're gathered about. Atreval will call out, Greetings, Marja and Parthion. Pray that your morning was fruitful and full of rest. For the most part, uh, yeah, nod. I don't know how, how evident the, the battle wounds are. Yeah, some scratches. I mean, nothing, nothing lethal or anything like that. But when you approach, the other cats will look in awe as both of you come back with talon scratches across your side or bite marks across your arm. Asgarwood, you've seen battle. Uh, yes, Raptor tried to get the drop on us, but we managed to get out. Yeah, Parthion would. Moses' brave actions bought me time. I guess I'd be appreciative of him phrasing it like that, since I know he it was basically his plan that I didn't follow through with. How about the cats would all nod and Yes, good. But anyway, what's the what's the, the big meeting tonight about? Adraval would motion out towards 
a very wounded Kostya. He has has also suffered uh, some Velociraptor wounds, uh, all of them Talon strikes across his side. Kostya brings dire news, things from the outside of the forest. Okay. Is he, like, well? Like, he's he's in battle? He's not, he's not like, on his deathbed or anything? Or what's the... No, no, definitely not, not on deathbed, but uh, it's probably going to take a few days to, to let this heal up enough before they go out hunting again. Okay. Kostya would warn, uh, I have seen another clouder been gathered and hunted by someone bearing the marks of the druids, but I do not assume that they are one. I feel that they are coming for us. Coming for us? They have been capturing cats in cages, gathering them, putting them upon their large metal beasts. Well, what do, what do we need to do? The other cats all look around in fear and kind of worry. Adraval will, but we must consider what must be done. If we are willing to leave, or if we are choosing to stay and fight. I mean, uh, Verdant Isles is pretty big. I don't know. I mean, cats don't really invest a lot in building camps or wherever they're staying, right? So if we're more nomadic, like... There'd definitely be that, you know, as Gara would, would agree with you, and as another soul keeper, say that we are not bound to any one spot. Let us move from here. Further into the forest. Deeper. <laughs> preferably preferably where those um, nightmare spiders are hanging out. The larger quantities of that web available. Edgeval would side-eye you. <laughs> what? Or Jojo would, yes, do we, uh, we can find safety amongst the webs of the larger predators. Yeah, deeper in the forest is sounding pretty good. Unless we were to discover a, a more prevalent predator than the, the raptor? No, no, this makes sense. Edgeval will say that the raptors are too big, large enough for the uh, nightmare spiders to hunt. Yes, we shall make our move tonight then. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess I don't imagine I've got anything to gather up or, or nothing to go say goodbye to. I'm probably just like, cool, I'm ready to head out. Yeah, you guys will enjoy your basking spot for a bit. As the day slowly turns to dusk, you guys will all gather up and begin to leave. Go ahead and give me your perception. Ah, uh, Natty 20. Hell yeah. Yeah, 26. 26. So excellent. Partially this 20 is because you know what's coming because you've had this dream before. It's that horrible moment in dream, right? Where Mm -hmm. you know something's about to happen. You can't stop it from happening. Where you can hear the crash in the underbrush that maybe at once you didn't recognize at the time, but now you know it so well. You can see a group of about five velociraptors moving surrounding the clouder. You can see Uh. the, the muzzle on them, which is odd, keeping them from being able to bite down, but their claws are still available for striking. Okay. In the dusk, you can see a shorter human woman. You can see the white paint on her skin. The marks are as a druid, though you can tell that the markings are wrong. It's passable, but not right. See their long hair kind of bound back. You can see that they're covered in small trinkets, various shinies with symbols on them all about. Their eyes, unfortunately, are covered by goggles that seem to let them uh, see easily in the dark here, as they reflect back the setting light sun before it dips below the canopy. Dark vision goggles. Behind them, on a glowing disc, uh, you can see they have about a half dozen metal cages, all of them large enough to fit a cat. Mm, okay, I guess I would want to buy time for my uh, the rest of my clouder, and uh, I guess call attention to myself, either with um, uh, telepathy or just a growl. Yeah, as the raptors circle about, if you use telepathy at the person, they will stop. Their reaction clearly shows somebody who's never been spoken to by a cat. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I, I guess I would want to also communicate with my crew that I'm, I'm specifically doing this to buy them time to run. Excellent. As you stand up on the leading rock normally where Adrival rests, 
uh, as the rest of the cats are all looking back at you as you tell them to, to get out of here. What do you say to this hunter? To say, leave here. My people are not for your cages. In the background, Partheon would project out to you that, run, my friend, get out of here. Break for the trees, as they're all trying to run for it. You can feel that heavy presence of, like, when the luck's being used. Uh-huh. As occasional Velociraptors will just step in, like, a mud pile and slip and hit the ground. Um, or, like, a branch will suddenly break off and hit one in the side of the head. Yeah. Uh, I'm more than happy to also flee if it, once it looks like they've, they've got the, the head start I was hoping to give. It's probably the first time your luck has failed, as you would feel as you alter around it. It does not seem to affect the woman that is approaching with the uh, night vision goggles. For whatever uh, reason, as you shift reality around, it seems to affect all the Velociraptors, but does not seem to affect her. She will raise a rifle and take his aim. My touch is 13. Yeah, the dart will plunge into your shoulder. Go ahead and give me a fortitude save. Uh, that's going to be a 13. You can start to feel the drowsiness passing over you as you seem to start to drift off. As the last sight you get is of the clouder of cats uh, disappearing into the nighttime woods. The Velociraptor is circling around you on the rock as your body's pushed into a cage. Ah, uh, okay. Tranked? Tranked. Tranked. It does not feel the fun way that the dream silk does. No. Much like those words from Midarstrix, you feel that, uh, that sleep without dreaming. Oh, okay. So I wouldn't be able to go look for my blood? Fortunately not. When you come to, you find yourself sitting in a cage. Uh, one of those trinkets, the front on the outside of it, out of reach. You can hear and smell other cats around you. You can smell velociraptors nearby, but it mostly reeks of people. Dark hallways with more people than you've ever seen as they pass to and fro, going in front of you. Somebody calls out, golden cats for sale. Promise, good luck, fresh from the Verniles. I even have Viridian beetles, if you'd like to give them an extra treat. Do I smell the beetles? You can smell the beetles. Oh, okay. Well then, at least they've still got the beetles. Yeah, eventually a man will come and stand in front of you. You can see from the angle, you can't quite see his face. You can hear his voice as he's asking about the cats, and if there's any one of them that is better than the other one, you'll hear a rapping at the side of your cage. Uh, this one is fresh and good. <laughs> Barely been touched at all. The raptors are able to bring it in without a problem. Uh, you can see the man in front of you has a metallic arm, as well as a metallic leg. They'll kind of look in. Well, what's it called? Yeah, well, that is for you to decide. Animals like this, you know, they need to have a name. Something that uh, marks you as the owner. They'll lean down, look in the cage. Uh, what's, a, what's a good cat name? Voice behind you would say, well, people like to name them something cute, like Boots or Gruffy. It's like, oh, Boots, uh, let's, go with, uh, let's go with Cobbler. A voice behind the cage would, an excellent choice, sir, before you'd feel your cage picked up as you drift from this dark place filled with people out into the bright light, the first time seeing skyscrapers, buildings, the whir of hedron vehicles buzzing about the streets, the bright light and warm concrete. It reminds you somewhat of the Vern Niles, but in all the wrong ways. All the wrong way. I don't, I mean, it's, it's, I'm in a metropolis now, right? I don't, I've never seen <laughs> concrete or any of that, so it's probably... It's probably fairly fascinating. But he'll put you in a car as you will buzz away from the darkness, far away from the forest. You'll end up in a nice home, large and spacious. Uh, you can smell that the ocean is nearby. The days kind of fade together as the Viridian beetles run out, as kibble and bits are kind of poured into a tray, as he puts a collar on you. Mm. Can't quite get off. On the collar is one of those small charms, similar to what the person who captured you had. That, that made them not affected by luck? Correct. Oh, so... Am I thinking it doesn't let me use my luck? Yes, you would find out that, unfortunately, it does block your luck. As you scratch at it and try to pull it away, you feel as though it's loosening, but 
It is on there tight. Oh. The days as they drift by, memories of the forest uh, begin to fade a bit, but you do have the satisfying knowledge that Partheon and the rest of your crew at least were able to escape. Yep. All of this dream culminates, though, in a single a fateful night. You could tell something's wrong. The man with the metal arm has been rather upset walking around the home. A bunch of strangers are here, as well as a gentleman sitting on what you have now lovingly come to know as the couch. He's <laughs> in your spot. Whoa, he's in my spot? In your spot. Okay. Well, I guess the only way to really let him know it's my spot is to go up and take it regardless? Yeah, as you hop on, the gentleman puts aside a briefcase and, Can you do something about your cat? The man <laughs> moves over and grabs you, the cold metal underneath your belly, uh, as he throws you off into kind of one of the side rooms. Oh, okay. Not cool. <laughs> yeah, as you paw and pop open the door, you can see and smell blood. The Ooh. couch is covered in it. The man with the metal arm is screaming. The man in the briefcase, who you just recently jumped on, and has beat him to death. You can see the other gentleman that you don't recognize pouring kind of acrid chemicals on the walls and on the floor as they go to set the home on fire. Uh-huh. I think I do not want to be in this home anymore. Go ahead and give me a strength check to try to peel off that talisman. Oh, yeah. An 11. It is tough. It is. You can feel it's getting there, but it's not quite yet. The smell of smoke getting stronger, the fire getting hotter. Is there, I mean, is any of that chemical on the ground? There is, yeah. I mean, would I be able to dangle my collar thing above it, the, the, the charm, and get yeah. it painted with chemical? Absolutely. That is what I will do. All right. Dipping the talisman into that, it does become quite flammable. Oh, snap. This might have been a mistake. Catching it on fire and trying to peel it off. Go ahead and give me another strength check. Aha! 18. Excellent. Uh, the heated metal and the wood, as it starts to kind of crackle and break, though it does singe some hairs on your neck side, it does tear off. You can hear the doors slam as the new people and the owner, which you've come to know as Pilger, leave you in this burning building. Okay. Yeah, as you, as you move about the house, staying away from the fire, uh, everything seems fairly locked up. It's hard to find a passage out of here. Cat door is unfortunately blocked entirely by flame. Jim is starting to catch up. Uh, you are surrounded by the burning smell. Only The only thing competing with the smell of burning uh, is the scent of blood. And, okay. Burning and blood. So much for my new my new digs. So I am presently in, I guess, breaking it down. What what room in this house am I in? Am I in the second story? Uh, no, it's just a very large, wide, I think something like the, uh, like the Bojack Horseman. Uh-huh. It's on a cliff. <laughs> yep, yep. You've definitely been out on the patio near the pool before that overlooks uh, a giant bay where you can see there's many other houses, but it's too high up for you to jump off of or get away from. But that's where you often have got to bask in the sun before today. Okay. If I am in a bloody burning house, uh, I would be looking for any vents, windows, doors, any way to leave the burning house. Yeah, as you drift from room to room, go ahead and give me a perception check. Uh, perception? Ah, Natty one, so seven. All right. So sadly, yeah. As you look around, there's either the fire's gotten too high or the smoke's blocking vents that you kind of remember being there but you uh -huh. find yourself a uh, a lone cat surrounded by fire much like you were once surrounded by those velociraptors uh with no direct way out uh luck powers yeah go ahead this is a, it seems to be pretty life or death I, I don't mind using another luck on it so this time i get an 18 plus six or no 24 yeah as you shift your luck powers around your perception tells you amongst the sound of burning uh, as the smoke filling up 
you could hear a door open. Okay, door. Yeah, as you come running out, you would see what you know as an Illican. It reminds you a little bit of the Nystruid, way back on the islands. Uh, the one whose hands were blackened, as well as the tips of the tendrils on their head. The one with blue and green skin that carried a black spear that would often come out and give you guys all Viridian beetle. Okay. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. This guy's going into the burning house. Yeah, you'd see this one's opened the door and has walked in. On their back is a large backpack as they're looking around the home. Okay. I guess I would politely let him know that exiting is what we want to be doing. And uh, I guess make for the make for the doorway that he's coming in from. Yeah, they'll they will pick you up, kind of look around the burning house as they get a very upset and angry look. Yeah. Tucking you into their coat, you will see as they exit out the front door begin launching themselves up into the air in a series of looks like web uh, oh. strings. They pull themselves up and away. Is it magic? Yeah, it's the magic that they seem to have here in the city, all of it based on metal and steel. Mm -hmm. Cables and wires, as for the first time, Cobbler, or Mauja, uh, would fly amongst the air. Nice. But as you fly amongst the air, the pungent aroma, tuna, would start to fill the air. Oh, man. Okay. As you wake oh. up in your uh, drawer. <laughs> oh, right, because that was all a dream sequence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tuna, okay. And these are these are the, the guys I've been chilling with ever since? Yeah, the lizard folk will set down a small dish of tuna with a couple of viridian beetles in it. Okay. So if I'm if I'm dreaming regularly, and if I were to go off looking for uh, Magdaris Drakes, would I be able to see him <laughs> unaided by Dreamweb? You haven't. You've only been able to ever find him when you've been on the silk. It's been a long time since you've had the silk. Ah, okay. Well, I guess I, I keep my eyes and ears perked for any opportunities to get at that stuff. But other than that, I mean, if tuna's being brought to me, then it seems like a good deal. <laughs> yeah, with as you're eating your food over by the lizard folk, uh, you'll see that familiar looking as they open up the door and enter into the room where you're at. You'll see the void with them, with their bright glasses and comfy coat, okay. uh, as well as the, the other human and the large metal man. All of these people you know have been nice and kind, and they all refer to you as Cobbler, but they're all happy to see you. Okay. They're my my city fam. Yeah. They are your city clouder. My city clouder, and they have not yet set this place on fire, and they keep the, the tuna coming, so cool. I guess I'll go sit on the window sill and stare out at the city. Maybe wonder what my burden isle clouder be up to. Perfect. And that's where we will end it. Nice. As always, thanks so much for listening. Our opening song was Freedom to Speak by Nihilor, and our closing song was Catabasis. Like, rate, review, scribe, all that fun jazz on wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, I think that's all. Thanks. Bye.